Hello and welcome to Weeb Spawn. We talk about anything and everything related to anime and gaming. We're by no means experts, just huge fans. I'm your host, Bobby, and with me is Joshua. Hello, Bobby. Glad to be doing another episode. Today's episode is a long overdue and a very interesting one. We are going to be talking about subbed versus dubbed. And hopefully we don't uh, kill each other in the process of this episode. And I don't think there will be really spoilers ahead, but if we do, we'll try to warn you. But I don't think we really talk about any, like, anime in detail. Right. So, since this is a subbed versus dubbed episode, I think it's only appropriate to tell you guys about the first official English dubbed anime which there's a little bit of debate on whether it was. I couldn't get a clear answer on this because it's either between this or Astro Boy, but most sources say it is this anime. So this is the first official English dubbed anime. It is called Tetsujin Nijuhachi-go, or Nijuhachi-go, actually, which is also known as Gigantor in English. It aired in the u.s in 1964 and i mentioned astro boy that was also popular in the 1960s and it's a little bit um up in the air of which one came out first i can't find very distinct dates but anime both subbed and dubbed really didn't take off in america until the mid 1990s and mid 2000s a time frame that is also known as the anime boom one of the most popular popular networks for streaming anime is probably or was probably adult swims Toonami. i don't even know if they're still up i haven't been on adult swim in quite some time since i don't have cable that was hugely popular for getting anime to a younger audience but a few others also streamed anime at the time, such as Toku, Disney XD, and Nicktoons. But the last two didn't really have a diverse collection of anime, since there's a wide variety of it. I think they aim more towards kid-friendly anime. But since the boom began, uh, America started to heavily consume the media, and licensing companies started to form, like Funimation, Bandai, 4Kids, and Viz. And there were many others, but those are the main, the main group. So the popularity of Dragon Ball Z allowed Funimation to dominate North America for licensing and that industry in general. And they bought the rights for many mainstream anime and dubbed them for American audiences. But Funimation wasn't the only company to do this. Four Kids did this, and the very popular... For, did this with the very popular and successful Pokemon series. They continued this with Yu-Gi-Oh! and even One Piece. But they had a lot of controversy for their Americanization of the shows and heavy editing. So this ultimately led them to dropping One Piece's title after only a few years, which Funimation then picked it up. Disney would then also go on to grab Miyazaki's Spirited Away which then went on to win an Academy Award, as we mentioned in our Spirited Away episode. To learn more about Spirited Away, you can check out episode 23 if you want to give that a listen. We have a guest host uh, from another podcast, A Man on a Mattress, who watches movies. Very fun episode. Definitely should check it out if you haven't already. Oh, you just gave me PTSD, reminding me about <laughs> four kids and what, what they did to One Piece. Oh yeah, there, there, there was a lot of controversy behind that. I'm not big on One Piece, but I know a little bit behind that. Oh yeah, <laughs> but with the huge influx of dub media, popularity continued to grow, and it is still a growing industry today, especially nowadays. Where before, when it first came out, a lot of people were still kind of on the verge of like, eh, like anime. Like, you didn't talk openly about anime. But now, look at us. We have a whole podcast about it. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a media that, as kids, we're ashamed to mention that we like it. And then, as adults, we're just like, yeah, fucking anime, sweet. <laughs> Essentially, yes. And I think it's safe to say that the dubbing of anime is one of the key reasons anime became such a huge success in America. But with the time that it takes to animate 
animate and record a dub, things tend to slow down when it comes to releasing in America. Shows fall behind, and a way to bring the media to people quicker is to sub them instead, which is simply just a subtitle anime with the original Japanese voice actors. Subbed anime can sometimes be released within an hour of the original Japanese airtime. With this, shows can come to TV and streaming services even quicker. But this, of course, led to the brooding war that rages on today. That is, which is better, subbed or dubbed anime? So we will be discussing our opinions on what we believe is better. And luckily enough, we both end up having different opinions based on this. If you couldn't tell by what we decided to tell by the intro, which one we favored, you're about to find out. Yeah, so obviously the first question that we have to ask is, what do you prefer, subbed or dubbed? And we're not going to go into a lot of detail in this question because we're going we're gonna to elaborate all our points later. So, Bobby, what do you prefer, subbed or dubbed? I'd rather say sub just for the fact I watch almost all my anime and sub now because I'm impatient to wait. <laughs> Though there are still a few titles I will watch dubbed over subbed. Fair what enough. What about you? I just have to start off by also saying I like both subbed and dubbed, but I am one of those people who do prefer dubbed. But with that being said, there are many benefits of subbed anime over dubbed. Um, like being faster produced, cheaper to make, and less issue when it comes to translation and overall accessibility. But I still prefer dubbed for reasons that we will get into. So what is your number one appeal for watching a subbed anime over a dubbed anime? So for me, the fluidity of the actors, I believe, fit better with the original voices intact. Sometimes when you dubbed over things, it either gets lost in translation or in the editing in general. One instance for me is Assassination's Classroom. I watched all of that and subbed, and I was like, oh, because I didn't realize there was a dubbed one. And I watched the dubbed version, and watching that sounded to me like it was almost an abridged or parody version of the real one. Yeah, I haven't actually watched Assassination Assassination Classroom yet. It's on my list, but I have heard a pretty big horror story about the dubbing of that anime just in general cuz like going online and reading stuff, everyone just shits on it for the terrible voice acting. So that is one that I'll probably have to watch subbed because just for that reason cuz there is like no good opinions on the dubbing that I have heard online. And I'm not saying like this, like this is the anime that like made me forsaken dub. When I first started watching anime, I watched only dub. I couldn't stand subbed. But as I will go into more about, but like I just swapped over to sub. And for me, also a reason is you can't deny that there is a pretty big gap in cultural differences between the West and the East. And it comes back to what I said about earlier about losing things in translations. But there can be things that, for instance, in Japan, is more comfortable with saying over on air than America has with their censorship. We briefly mentioned earlier about the four kids and one piece. But as a prime example of what censorship dubbed versions ruins an anime, then they kept the original intact with subtitles. That's the whole reason why a lot of four kids people who watch four kids one piece have such a negative opinion on it versus the like the original one yeah um just mentioning that censorship that brings me to or that reminds me of an episode of pokemon that never aired in america it was a kangaskhan episode i've never actually watched this episode i've only seen clips of it online but basically jesse and james team rocket i'm pretty sure they brought a gun to a kangaskhan like sanctuary and i think it was kind of a little fucked up if uh for a kid's show they were just pulling out a gun and shit so i don't believe that was aired in america if i remember correctly i don't think it was team rocket i think it was like they had a a ranger oh, was and it? yeah it was a ranger and it was like 
if you remember, if you guys ever seen that episode where like that, Officer oh, Jenny. Wait, one second. Did I say Genghis Khan? Because I meant Genghis Khan. <laughs> Genghis Khan is definitely not the correct person. That's where they brought the guns. <laughs> <laughs> they got to keep the Mongolians out. Genghis Khan's coming. But yeah, so like Ash went into this thing and he was talking about like the Safari Zone and the dude just straight up points a gun at his head and yeah, that didn't fly too well with uh, the American viewers for their kids show. I do briefly mention this exact scenario a little bit later in my arguments, uh, so I won't go into much detail, but I do have a rebuttal for that in the future, so uh, keep that in mind. I'll, I'll be referencing your <laughs> cultural difference argument. And one last thing to know is, which we'll end up being talking about a little later, is I believe the Japanese voice actors are honestly better than the American, just for the fact that in Japan, being a voice actor is a lot more prestigious than it is here. And I feel with higher motivation and a higher competitive market, I feel in most not all cases, the voice actors and sub fit the character more than in their dub counterparts. I also have a rebuttal for this one. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later. <laughs> I'm sure we will. So <laughs> what is your number one appeal for watching dubbed over subbed? Yeah, so I think my biggest appeal is the fact that it's a visual medium. So the less time required to spend reading, the more time you have for admiring the scene, seeing visual cues that shows a deeper look into characters' thoughts. And you can admire the details of the scenes and possibly notice minor details that you might not otherwise notice while reading the text before surveying a scene. And I would like to reference uh, Hayao's, Hayao Miyazaki's quote. He actually mentioned in an interview that anime is a visual media so you should watch it in a way that doesn't restrict you in any way so i think just hearing it from a very prestigious large figurehead in and in the anime industry i say if he says you got to watch it in your natural language you got to watch it in your natural language that's what it comes down to this is the person that i'm talking about him that is country's leading the anime industry and doesn't have to require us to translate yeah but i mean if he's saying to watch it rather than read it looks like you got to do what he says so the fact that it's a visual this is pretty important to me because the japanese language is often it actually is the fastest spoken language so sometimes when i'm reading subtitles at least i don't know if this is for everyone because some people are faster readers than me but sometimes by the time I look up to examine the scene, it changes shortly after because they're speaking so fast. So the scenes tend to bounce back and forth more often. So I'm not able to take in the entire scene for what it's worth. This might just be because I'm a slow reader, but sometimes I have, it's just, yeah, by the time I look up, they're already on a new line. So then you have to go back down and read and you just don't, you're not able to take in all the minor nuances of the show. But I also tend to have difficulty processing words that I've read. So I might have to reread a subtitle two or three times before it fully clicks in my head. So this really makes it easy to break the immersion. And this stops me from fully appreciating the show. And I, and it's especially if I miss something and need to rewind. That immersion's broken and I can't fully appreciate the media. So this might just be a more personal thing because obviously this isn't for everybody because... Me having to reread is definitely on me. It's not on the show. But it definitely breaks the immersion. And I just want to appreciate it for what it is. And yeah, I will admit, like, it's in English. So it may seem like that, like I kind of mentioned, even though I was, like, harshing on it, that one of the primary reasons you watch Double of a Sub is because it's in English. And you may think that's like, oh, yeah, like, no shit. Well, yeah, no shit. It's because, like you said, it's easier to follow along and not having to constantly look down and reading what you're going on to follow the anime can be better. And with English being our native language, 
you could just feel it on a subconscious level. It's easier to follow the story in action, not having to get bogged up here in a different language or trying to figure out what they see. And that was kind of like my whole, the wall for me to go from dubbed to subbed. That was probably like the biggest wall for me to go over. But I think because I'm over that wall already, that's why I still choose subbed. Though I could still see the reason, as you mentioned earlier, like even the big figurehead said, oh, watch it in your native language. Well, there's a reason why even in America here, we, the Americanized or whatever shows tend to do more better than foreign shows or any like show that's in a different language. So mm-hmm. I can definitely see what you meant by like watching it in your native language. And one reason why I think there actually is such a big debate on this is the fact that it is animated so they actually reanimate the mouth to go with the english words so obviously this wouldn't work if it was not animated because when you're watching a physical show dubbing over voices and the mouths don't match up with the words is really off-putting and hard to to get through so the fact that this is an animated thing and the actual animation changes which is why it takes longer to create it definitely creates this rift that why we're even having this conversation so i i think because you were mentioning that it's english our native language it, it just feels at on such subconscious level that it's easier to follow i think the animation definitely helps with that so there's has been i don't know if that's more of a it could always been the thing. Maybe it's more prominent now. So, but at least when I first started watching like dubbed anime and stuff, the another big reason why I kind of swapped over to sub was there was a lot. Maybe it's because it was older anime, and so I was still looking into that. That their mouths did not fit the words. So, like you said, it was very off-putting. So then I was like, okay. I'm just going to swap over. Yeah, and I I will mention that in just a little bit about the uh, early anime because that there's no argument on early anime. But um, anyway, back to to the scenery. So the minor details I feel like can be some of the most important when looking into a character's true intentions or their thoughts. And there are some char- um some ways where you might actually see something in a character that they react in a specific way, but their eyes and demeanor say something completely contradictory. And these subtle details can be easily overlooked or missed if too much time is spent on the subtitles. So just facial expressions can completely change the intention that is spoken. So I think that is something very important that if you miss it, you might miss a key feature of a scene. And then, not to mention, the details of the scene in general. Generally, these might not actually add importance in terms of conversation or plot, but being able to look at the background and details put into things like signs and trees, just nature in general, and even buildings is really something. Because if I'm watching a show that is beautifully animated, I love to just take in as much of the scene as possible, where it can be a lot of work and dedication, or where you can appreciate a lot of work and dedication put into it. So it's really nice to just appreciate what is going on. Isn't there some dubbed anime they don't even take out the Japanese writing, though? Yeah, but I don't think the <laughs> Japanese writing is really that important because you know it's taking place in Japan, and you know a stop sign is a stop sign regardless of if it says the word stop or if it says uh, tomare because of the octagon shape and just the universal sign so and japanese is a beautiful language just to look at so these minor details that don't add anything to the plot i think are fine to keep in japanese because you can just take in what is there and natural plus a lot of not a lot a lot of slice of life anime tend to take scenes from actual locations so changing the actual scenes or actual locations to English wouldn't be really appropriate, I think, because it is a Japanese scene. True enough. I just feel, I understand where you're coming from, but, like, for me, 
especially when it's like the first time watching it, even if I don't pick up on things like the foreshadowing and everything you like say you might have overlooked, even when it comes to Americanized movies or like just movies that come out here in general, for one movie that I've seen called Tenet, I didn't notice a lot of things at first until like towards the end and everything started clicking. But there was also like, if I rewatched that, I would probably see a lot more. And that happens with almost every movie I watch that I don't notice a lot of things because I'm already just into the story. But when you rewatch something, you start to notice a little bit more because you already know what's going on. So I feel like a lot of the minor details that you could look over because you're reading the subtitles may not necessarily be that big of an importance because if it is a twist later on like it doesn't matter if you knew it was coming or not like yeah you can have bragging rights like oh i knew that was coming but regardless the twist is still gonna happen and then or if you notice something towards the end and then you go to rewatch it and you just get another appreciation for it because like if you already know what's going to happen even if it's subbed you generally know what the conversation is you could start seeing things Regardless, if you watched it subbed or dubbed, the second time you see something, you're going to notice more details. That's fair, but not everyone goes through and watches it a second time. And some of those things you will pick up the first time through because not all of it leads to foreshadowing or things further down the line. Some of it is just internal feelings to the character. Like I know there's a lot of it in Toradora and even in the most recent attack on titan i feel like people's faces say a lot so i mean attack on titan's not a really good um example because right now i watched it and subbed but yeah like sometimes you just see what the character's thinking without like just by looking at their face because they may be happy and cheerful but their face and i say it all so if you're not looking at their face you will catch you won't be able to catch those subtle emotions which it might not be very precedent to the story but it will add a lot of personal and internal like satisfaction like watching it you will be like oh i this is adding so much more detail to the show or at least in my eyes when i see little things like that i see i tend to pay attention to the small details so seeing those things really adds to the show instead of making it like straightforward and bland it adds a lot of complexity and i really like that and i can appreciate it more when i catch them the first time through even in English shows like shows that were created in English you second time through you always tend to catch things you haven't before but it's nice to be able to catch more the first time through than if you have to rewatch it the second time maybe I'm just so used to watching sub that like you said you're could be a slow reader that I can still read or I've heard enough of the Japanese language that even though I don't know the word I can kind of, based on the voice itself, I can tell what the intent is, so I can pay more attention to the like the actual picture, I guess. Or maybe you're not getting as much as you think you're getting, and <laughs> I'm getting more of the true intention than you are. I don't know. You thought... Besides, like, one character, you thought pretty much all my characters were on par for Fruits Basket, so I've been leaving that all sub. Yeah, but Fruits Basket I, uh, is a little different. <laughs> <laughs> there, That's just a masterpiece all through and through. <laughs> but um, there's a few things that uh, certain things... Uh, we're, not, we're not getting into Fruits Basket right now, because <laughs> obviously there's things that I can't... Yeah, okay. Anyway... So, as we've been talking, there's a common debate among the quality of Japanese voice actors over the quality of English voice actors, with the former being the superior. What are your thoughts on this? So, like I mentioned a bit above, I'd have to, I would agree mostly for the reasons, as I stated above already, about how Japan, they were revere, revere a voice actor as a more prestigious job than it is here in america it has changed a little bit but i still think voice actors don't get enough recognition in america as they do in japan and like i said 
don't before you get all your pitchforks and torches out i'm not saying <laughs> we have bad voice actors we have a lot of good ones there that's the reason why there are a few titles that i still watch dubbed over subbed or even when i decided to watch sub i was like i'm so used to this person did such a good job with this voice i can't do it but for me because anime is based a lot about the Japanese culture, I think it's hard for me to separate the two. For me, it's like watching an American cartoon like SpongeBob and watching that in Japanese compared to the like an anime based in Japan watching it in Japanese or like in English or whatever. The English voice actors or the yeah, the English voice actors would have a better fit because it's based on humor and culture, which is why it was written here. So my main point is that it's not necessarily about the quality, but more about the environment. So from the perspective of anime, I think the Japanese voice actors have an edge over the English voice actors because they know the cultural differences. They know what like any innuendo or whatever they know what it feels like to be here where english voice actors for the most part just know the character and have to voice it based on their character's knowledge mm-hmm. okay well i would have to say that i don't know if you're giving english voice actors enough credit but i do think that for some of those yes you're absolutely right because a lot of japanese references or a lot of references in anime are from japanese culture but there is a ton that is also not so i think japanese or english voice actors can do a great job at portraying the humor and the execution of lines based on what they know of the 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 lines themselves like i feel like the I, I think they're good at what they do enough to where they can accurately portray it because not everything is culturally referenced. Sometimes it's just good jokes and stuff like that. So, But I'll go over my argument and see uh, if we can find some common ground. <laughs> so I personally am not a huge fan of this argument with Japanese voice actors being more quality over English, mainly due to the natural biases that leans towards the Japanese voice actor's favor. Because fluent English speakers who don't speak any Japanese put far more criticism on the English voice actor than they do on the Japanese voice actor, whether they intentionally do it or not. My thoughts on this tend to lean towards the English voice actor on this topic for that reason. So my biggest reason for liking English voice actors is due to my lack of knowledge of the Japanese language. I don't speak it, so it's far more difficult for me to understand inflection and tone from a Japanese voice actor compared to English voice actor. So I'm not saying it's impossible to understand it. It just takes a lot more effort in translating text to tone than it is to... Er, and then listening to it in the foreign language. So you have text on a screen which then you're also listening to the tone of the language and you don't understand it so you're making a bunch of assumptions based on something that you don't actually know what they're saying truly um so you you only in assume the tone and inflection are put in the right place you don't actually know if they're putting the inflection at the correct points in the speech because we're not familiar where those inflections are supposed to go in the Japanese language. And if you do the, hear the inflection and tone, you have no idea if they did a good job actually projecting it into their work. So from an outside perspective, we, I just feel like we don't have the experience to correctly judge it. Because um, they might have oversold the line or they may have undersold the line. So it wasn't as powerful, but we truly don't know. We just assume that it's good. But my main point is I don't think we as English speakers have the experience to tell mediocre voice actors from apart from standard voice actors. Because whereas in English, it's really easy for a mediocre voice actor to break the illusion and throw off a show. So where people put much heavier bias on people put much heavier bias on dubs because they can pick out subpar actors immediately and 
but they can easily ignore an equal performance in Japanese. I think there's a lot more leniency just because of the fact that it's much more difficult to tell a subpar actor from a a good actor in Japanese. I would have to differentiate a few of those points. One is, though you say we are discrediting the English voice actors, everything you said is almost discrediting all the Japanese voice actors. But no, I'm not discrediting the voice actors. I'm discrediting the listeners in trying to tell apart the voice actors. Because uh, I'm, I know there are a ton of good Japanese voice actors. As you said, it's a pre- prestigious job. I'm just saying, as a listener, it is much more difficult for us to tell a bad Japanese voice actor from a good one because we don't have the knowledge of the language. Whereas just listening to a few lines in English, we can immediately tell a bad voice actor. I think this mostly comes for difference of opinions based on experience. And it's not just through anime that I'm getting a lot of this experience from. Is It's also because my career choice, I wanted, there was a, I still have a huge interest in the sound department and film. So being on a lot of different shoots and everything, you obviously listen to a lot of performances and how they different tone and everything can change what a scene is. And for me, as I kind of mentioned a little earlier when we were talking about like the whole reading over the sub portion is I think because I've already listened to a lot of sub that I noticed more of the tones and changes, even though I may not necessarily know exactly what they say, but because they use a lot of the same words or same expressions, that even if you don't know the language, you could tell something's up. So like, even if a foreigner came up to you and here, and they were like screaming and shouting or something, saying like the same word over and over again, you could tell something's wrong than if another foreigner came and was just trying to talk to you and you didn't know what they were and you were basing on like the tone they were giving, whether it was an emergency or not. I still think you can pick out tone based on the voice actor, whether you know the language or not. But like I said, that could be more from experience because I could have more experience based on listening to that because I was in the sound department. So I, my whole job was to listen to the actors the entire time they were reading lines. And then if like the director didn't like it, they would change up the lines or change up the tone or tell them like, Hey, do this. So I would see the difference in tone based on like what the next take was. So maybe I just know tones a little better that I can pick them out that I just don't see that argument for me as being valid. But like I said, that could just be a difference from yeah. experience. I feel like tones are a little, probably a little bit easier to pick out. But I think inflections would be a little more difficult since we don't know the language. So we don't know what words they're putting the inflection on. We can assume based on the text. But this is like a grammatical example that I'm going to give which it's it's very simple so it probably wouldn't work in anime since it's only a few lines it'd be easy to pick up the inflection but like let's eat grandma or let's eat grandma the the inflection on where it implies you're either going to eat with grandma or you're going to eat grandma so it's like in spoken in a different language i think it would be a little difficult to read a plain text without any clues other than a japanese language spoken it'd be a lot harder to pick out where the inflection was put and just like in general. So I feel like in English that if that was like a joke for per se, it would be much easier to pick out in English than it would be in Japanese. So you might not get the full effect because they may be like trying to say a joke and it doesn't come across that well, just because you don't hear the inflections on the right words because you don't know where, what word the inflection actually is on. I think that's more of a, well, that's kind of what we're going to into next question. 
So I won't go too uh, much into yeah, that. Prob- but I, I feel like that's probably the negative version of that. But yeah. But, but my, yeah. So my other main point of this argument, though, or my main issue with this argument, is a lot of people tend to have a negative opinion on English voice actors and point to examples from anime from the anime boom that started in the 90s and lasted a little over a decade because the true beginning that was the true beginning of dubbing and a lot of the market was towards a young audience so the acting wasn't the best but in the last decade or so the market has continued to grow and the pool of voice actors have continued to grow with so much talent within the pool so dismissing dubbed anime because of english voice actors i think it because english voice actors are trash is causing a lot of people to pass up viewing some fantastic performances from English voice actors. Like, I think Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, Toradora, and even Dr. Stone are, like, some of my favorite English dubs. And a lot of people just shit on all English voice actors because they don't give them a chance. So, and like I said, I think there are amazing voice actors on both sides. I just hate the argument because a lot of people throw out amazing performances because they're stubborn. I will admit that there is a lot of people when they are on the subversion side that they do will only reference like that or like other issues. But like, like you said, they do have both good voice actors because there was Full Milk Alchemist Brotherhood, like you mentioned. Honestly, I 100% prefer the dubbed over the sub. Mm -hmm. I tried watching it in sub because one of my websites that i use i completely forgot that it it generally for subbed anime and they'll if they if the version has the dubbed version they'll obviously put it on like uh, another thing you can click on and i completely forgot about that and so when i watched it i started talking in subbed and i'm just like this is uh, right. <laughs> yeah like this isn't right yeah and so i think anyone who hasn't gave dubbed a chance doesn't have the right to really have an argument in this. Like you said, for the newer versions, I should say. Because even Full Metal Alchemist, that's not really a new anime. That's actually actually old. Like 2008. Yeah, that's in the boom. And it was phenomenal. And there's there's some that I can swap back and forth with. Mm -hmm. And even One Piece. We always bring up One Piece because (laughs) it has... Because it just has such a controversy with the translation and everything. So if you only instance is One Piece, though, like, fuck off. Because for me, well, because me, I absolutely love Robin's English voice actor. Her subbed or Japanese voice actor, I don't think fits her character, like, at all. If I could swap those two, I would in a heartbeat. Zoro took me a little bit to get used to in the sub. I still prefer his dub voice. Luffy, I think because of more of his character, I like his higher pitch voice in the Japanese than it is in the English one. So, like, for One Piece, I have so much reviews on it because I watched literally the first, I want to say, I say first, like 700 episodes and dubbed. And then it took forever for uh, them to catch up, so I eventually swapped to sub. But, like... I'm mixed on those voice actors and like one piece. Yeah. It started old, but it's still going on today. So they still have Mm -hmm. newer English voice actors that I think do a phenomenal job with a few characters, but it, so it's like, it's, if you haven't watched dubbed a newer dubbed anime, you don't like, I'm on subversion still. Like I, I'm not saying I'm like swapping over. Like I still, (laughs) like you said, there are some good dub, I still prefer my sub. I prefer some subbed. Like I watched Demon Slayer subbed, and then I went to rewatch it. I'm like, I'm gonna try the dubbed version, and I probably got like twenty or ten minutes into the first episode. I'm just like, this doesn't feel right. Like the performance isn't there. So I switched back to to sub to watch it. Like there are some performances where you, it just does feel right with the Japanese voice actors. And I think that might also come with my argument of you can tell poor performances better in English, so it's much easier to ignore that when you switch to Japanese. So, yeah, like there are some where I just I don't care for the the dubbed versions. So, oh, and fun fact, um, Luffy from One Piece, 
is the English voice actor is a woman. So that's kind of interesting. So That's weird because, like, it, well, I think she was trying too hard to get a deeper voice where if she kept a little lighter, I think it would have been fine. She's the same English voice actor as Urza from Fairy Tale. And apparently Hawkeye from Full Metal Alchemist. That, that explains a lot. Because, I mean, Ash, what is almost predominantly has been a female voice mm-hmm. actor. I don't know and if it's been a male. Naruto Uzumaki is a female voice actor. Anyway, this isn't about the the voice actors themselves, <laughs> like individual voice actors. This is about the performance yeah, we as a e- grand total. Yeah, I was about to say, we could easily pick out like good English voice actors, <laughs> good Japanese voice actors and everything like that. But I think also for me is maybe I subconsciously I think about it too much maybe because I'm getting older that I do realize that a lot of these people we watch are supposed to be teenagers and so for me the Japanese voice actors I think it's just a cultural thing as well is they have a lighter or higher pitch voice than English do and so sometimes when an English voice actor just has too deep of a voice for me for a teenager. Not saying that it's not impossible, but like when everyone around them has like a normal voice and then this one character, it happens a lot for the, what's it called? Like Kudair, I think is the term for the, like the cool ice prince type characters. Mm. I see it very predominantly for the male ones not necessarily for the female ones but they do like this very deep voice and like i understand your thought process but for me it just throws me way off because i'm like everyone else has like a normal teenage voice and i understand you're trying to be this like icy cool doesn't like mysterious doesn't talk much but then all of a sudden when you do and your voice sounds like a deep man like a 30 year old man i'm just like Ugh, i don't <laughs> like you when you talk i don't mind everyone else but like you just throw me so off that i can't imagine this being a high school setting anymore that's fair that's fair some i think that also sometimes i like to eh, yeah i don't know but yeah i have the same but sometimes for japanese voice actors because you said sometimes they are higher pitched so sometimes I think they go a little too crazy with the higher voices. So sometimes that throws off me <laughs> for Japanese. No, that's, no, I can see that. Cause like, again, like I said, I mentioned one piece I started in dub and I swapped over to sub. One of the first things I hated was that at first I hated that Luffy had the higher pitch, but then as it went on, because he's dumb, straight up he he's like a dumbass like he's your typical over like main character who doesn't know like anything really and because he's always laughing and like that his whole personality is carefree i'm like this makes sense he has a lighter voice because he's like a kid so it makes sense for me now that he had a higher pitch voice but anyways without going into every single topic yeah a typical well, argument. I was going to say, it seems like uh, our topic is just focusing on One Piece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a typical argument for watching subbed over dub is that in some cases, the original intent is lost in translation. <coughs> Four kids. <laughs> <laughs> Four kids, yeah. Uh, so while the original work may say one thing, the dub may change the line to cater to a Western audience and change how the scene was intended to be viewed. What are your thoughts on this? Yes. So... I think this is a good point, and I can completely agree with it. <clears throat> there are numerous instances of translation and censorship that has caused a lot of uproar and backlash for kids. And Funimation are two companies that are heavily scrutinized for their rewriting and change in translation. And I actually welcome this backlash. This is one argument that I think people need to press on more. Because the more people speak out and fight against poor dubbing, the better the translations will get and more true to the original work. So there will be more, the companies will be more inclined to translate it closer to the original than they've done in the past. 
But with that being said, I think that sometimes rough translations can be good to help convey a joke or reference to the audience in a way that will actually understand and enjoy the medium more. So, for instance, there might be a joke that, I mean, I mean, they do this a lot when there are jokes where they say something, but they say something very similar to what it was supposed to be. So it's just like switching around a word that's like almost a homonym. I think that's the right word. And and this works, but translating it, the words might not actually sound the same in English. So sometimes the translations need to be a little rough in order for it to work. And I think that's fine by me. Although I think it, overall, if you can find enjoyment and value from the media, it doesn't matter if the translation is one-to-one. All that matters is that you enjoyed it. Plus, there can still be poor translations in subtitled anime versus dubbed just in general but unless the viewer speaks Japanese they wouldn't truly know if it is a proper translation or not you can only assume that the subbing is correctly translated and so basically I think the argument comes down to whether the subbed is translated correctly to the dubbed because viewers are assuming the sub translation is as accurate as possible, which I do think subs tend to be as accurate as possible. But most of this comparison comes from people who only speak English, so they're comparing a sub versus dub translation. And that could be why when you watch a sub anime or a dubbed anime, and then you watch the same episode, and you're like, wait, they didn't say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or it they could... leave certain things out completely. It's like because the, the of end that of Spirited whole... Away. Yeah, it's because of the whole translation thing or to better fit the audience, mm-hmm. which I think in some cases does work. Like in Spirited Away, when Chihiro first sees the bathhouse, when they enter the domain of Spirited Away, she says a bathhouse in English, which I think it also says that in dubbed or in subbed, but in... um. Or it, might, it probably doesn't say it in subbed. But in the Japanese version, she doesn't say anything because the Japanese people know it's a bathhouse. But the English viewers or the Western viewers don't know it's a bathhouse. So certain things are added for the viewer's intent. And that would make sense because it's like mm-hmm. if they don't know what it is, then it would make sense for a, a person to be surprised. Right. And as we mentioned, or as I also mentioned before, there were just some phrase and cultural reference that would be hard to translate in our times. I mean, there's another famous Pokemon example of the whole <laughs> donut scene. That's like, so dumb. Like, how hard would it be just to say it's a rice ball? I know. I don't... Like, every other anime says that. Like, what are you doing for, kids? It's like, even if, like, you are worried that people are thinking that, okay, so now kids are watching that, they never seen that, but they see that it's called a donut. They're going to go ask their parents, oh, I want a donut. Not that donut. I want the triangle donut I saw in Pokemon. Where if you just called it a rice ball, I mean, what? why can't kids have rice balls? Yeah, and I feel like that would that helps open up like culture to kids at a young age. Like They'd be like, oh, what's a rice ball? And then they would kind of like learn more about Japanese food. And just in general, like it's just subtle things that... Why would you change something so simple? Like it would be different if they referenced like a specific city in Japan that is a small, tiny village. I don't know. Like it's just, I don't. Certain things don't need to be translated to a westernized um, translation. And I think that's just where most of this like question comes from, and a lot of it because like. When I mention like cultural differences and stuff like that, there is, I feel like it's just literally when it's based on actual like culture stuff, like the bathhouse, that's mm-hmm. a cultural difference. But that's a good cultural difference translation that they made. But it, like the donut is a bad one. And again, a one piece one because it's just so famous for the whole sub versus dub argument is Sanji's sucker when it used to be a cigarette and the reason (laughs) why it was a cigarette is because it helps sedate hunger and if you know a little bit about his backstory is he almost starved to death so that's why he smokes is so he doesn't get hungry as much and so it makes sense for that character and that's how starving works well that's like that's the whole backstory of like how it works 
But like, if you piece that all together, it makes sense of why he does that. But now he has a sucker to mitigate his hunger. And Honestly, that makes more sense to me because if you're smoking to get rid of your urges to eat, you're just going to starve to death. Whereas a sucker, you're at least getting calories. Like it'd be really different if it'd be different if he it'd be different if he almost ate himself to death. Because then he's smoking, so he doesn't eat as much. But to smoke so you don't eat as much is literally causing the issue. Either way, it it doesn't matter. I just feel like this argument, it like just looking at it at itself, like oh, do you like? That's probably like what. I was gonna say that's probably like an American thing, honestly. Like, because it was probably the four when four kids owned it. Yeah, it it. was. So they're probably like, "Well, we can't let kids smoke." Yeah, I feel like it's just like for this question, it's very hard to just put a definite answer. Yes, because it because it's culture. Mm -hmm. There is going to be differences from us to Japan, no matter what happens. Like, Japan is a lot more comfortable with a lot more things than we are. But then, if you ever wondered, like, in anime, why it's such a big deal to call someone by their name. Why it's a big deal to hold hands. Like, here, mm-hmm. we don't have that. Because immediately from starting out, like, when it's time to call a class, I'm like, my name is Robert. I go by Bobby. And it's like, but if people called me that, all of a sudden, now it's like, no one calls me by my last name. I think it's weird if someone calls me by my last name. Right. Yeah, because like with Japanese, you it's actually really rude to address someone by you. So they use names. And then using the first name is like has a cultural impact. Like it's the names are very, very close honorific. with someone. Yeah. So like yeah. if if you had a friend and you were able to call them by their first name, that would signify to like other people, oh, you guys have a close relationship because you're on a first name basis. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole reason why, like, especially I feel like romance animes and stuff like that, why it could be popular and why like everyone's like, oh, why did it take so long just to hold hands? Well, in mm-hmm. Japan, you don't do public displays of affection like yes. at all. Yeah, so it's like the simple things that are the subtle things that American industries change when it comes to anime are actually really significant when it comes to Japanese culture. And it's just like the simple things. Like even in Fruits Basket, Yuki always calls Toru Miss Honda because he's always referring to her last name. So it's it's just certain cultural things you can't change and certain ones you can. And there's a fine line and it's not like a blanket statement like you can't just say pick you can't pick and choose which ones should and shouldn't be you have to i don't know it's it's a very touch and go topic and one last thing just to kind of like wrap this up i think it's not the anime itself based on dubbed or subbed when it comes to like this censorship it's pretty much the companies mm-hmm. and whether they're like forced to do it. Cause like you said, with the, like with Sanji, they probably were forced to do it. Cause they're like, Oh, we don't want kids smoking. And so, but that in turn end up getting a bad name for dubbed anime. But like, I feel at least along this point, most of it can, you can kind of shift the blame towards the companies because they were either forced to do it or they had to do it to, because they're like the shareholders or whatever were like, this is for a kid's audience. We can't have that. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to blame the anime itself for this yeah. instance. Yeah. Meanwhile, Funimation, the Funimation has been getting a lot better. I think there's they a lot have. of, but they still have some things where it's just like, mm, all right, probably shouldn't have done that. But yeah, it, it definitely just kind of depends on, the company because like you said it's it's all about the pressure put on especially if it's for kids and stuff so to kind of wrap everything's up because even though we we both kind of prefer like we, we both kind of like flip-flop on like there are some we go back and forth but i'm still team sub he's still team dub but to kind of meet in the middle what are some animes you prefer dubbed 
And then what are some you prefer subbed? Um, actually, I just want to quickly stay real quick. Um, so this argument got us nowhere. We didn't change our, our views. Um, but it's just nice to get the uh, both sides of the story, you know? Yeah. So my favorite dubs, uh, I already briefly mentioned, I love Dr. Stone. I think it's a really good dub. Toradora, fantastic dub. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And I think Fruits Basket is a really good dub, despite Momoji having a rather poor German accent. Uh, although German accent's kind of difficult to do because at some point you start sounding like a Fuhrer if you go too hard into <laughs> the German accent. So it just depends on how much emphasis you put on. So I'll cut him some slack. But some subs I like. I really love Demon Slayer sub. I love... I, I actually don't care whether I watch Attack on Titan subbed or dubbed. I'm currently watching it subbed. And I don't really remember too much of it dubbed. So I'd probably go with sub just because I'm used to it. Uh, Otakoi, that's a good one subbed. Mainly because it's the only option, but it's still a really good sub. And uh, yeah, that's all that I can think of at the moment. But what about you? What are your favorite subbed and dubbed? Oh, Horimiya. That's a good one. Do they even have a dub version for Horimiya? Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. yeah. Funimation's usually pretty good, but COVID's um, slowed them down a lot. Gotcha. I had to try. I, I gotta see. I gotta try that dub then, because I'm uh, curious as to their voices. Yeah, the, the dub is pretty good. I think um, Hori's voice actor is really good dubbed. She's... I like so far. I like the. Honestly, I like a lot of the voice actors for the sub version. I think Hori and Miyamura were uh, at least similar to what I pictured in, for mm-hmm. the sub version, but some of the animes I prefer. Dubbed, 100% still full metal, full metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I think they did a phenomenal job with that. Bleach, I tried watching subbed because I, I think I wanted to get ahead or something. And I could deal with it because I wanted to see what was going on. But Bleach is another one that... It's an older anime back when during the anime boom, mm-hmm. but... I still prefer the dubbed version of and, that one. And Ichigo's voice actor is actually still doing voice acting. So he's, I think he's a pretty good voice actor. I think that's the main reason too is, I forget if it was Ichigo or Rukia that I didn't really like in the sub version. Mm. And because of the main characters, I was like, nope, I got to swap back. <laughs> sub version is I want to say One Piece, even though there's like, like I said, Robin is one I would 100% swap in a heartbeat. I'm sorry to the Robin Japanese voice actor, but I just <laughs> prefer the English voice actor for Robin 100%. But like everyone else, I do feel like they work. There's maybe one other person like Frankie I might have swapped, but I do prefer watching One Piece in sub now over dubbed. There was, what's another main one that, Cause I'm trying to, cause a lot of my anime I watch sub mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily have a dub counterpart. Uh, so I'm like, I'm trying to remember some that had a dub counterpart with it. I really like One Punch Man subbed. I think that one's a good one. That one actually was a good one. I did enjoy it dubbed, but yeah. So, oh, uh, Jujutsu Kaisa. Oh, I like Kaisen. Yeah. I like. Well, I I think I like that dubbed more than subbed. I like so the I dubbed guess, really well. I haven't actually watched the subbed. I watched it because it was I was impatient to watch like the next episode, so I wanted to watch one episode, but I think I swapped back because <laughs> I preferred the dubbed over the subbed. It they do they have some pretty good voice actors for that one. Questions for the audience? Well, obviously, what do you prefer? <laughs> subbed or subbed? Or dubbed? Yeah. All right, so I have two facts to sign us off with today. And the first one is Tetsujin Nijuhachigo translates to Iron Man number 28, but due to Marvel's Iron Man, it was renamed to Gigantor. So, very different translations. (laughs) And this one I found, but I'm not 100% sure if it's accurate, but... um. 
I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, Guillermo del Toro has cited that the series Tetsujin had some influence on his movie Pacific Rim. So don't know if that's 100% accurate, but it'd be pretty cool if it was. So if it is accurate, you guys can let me know if I'm wrong. I will apologize in the next episode. (laughs) So, and that is it for today. So feel free to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And contact us at weebspawn at gmail.com. That'll be it from us today. I've been your host, Bobby. And I'm Joshua. And we will see you guys next time when we weeb spawn.